Happy Mother's Day to all you moms. Uh, why don't we have them all stand? All you mothers, please, just stand up right now. Let's give us a big hand. Look at that. There we go. Come on, moms. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for being here this morning. And, um, you know, I know that um, talking to some moms, you know, I'm here at church with my, my kids, and I'm going, they should be doing something for you today, not you for them, but it's good to have you here, okay? Glad, glad you uh, uh, have joined us here today. Got a few things uh, in your bulletin. You're probably noticing the bulletin cover. It says why. And you might be going, what's that all about? Why is, it, why is, 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 is this about why moms? Not today, no. I just wanted you to know that's our current series that we're going through right now. We're ans- asking and answering questions of why. Um, and so if you want to join us uh, next week, we're going to continue that series. Uh, love to have you come back. Also, uh, Little Prairie Bible Camp, you're going to notice inside, there's primary week for Little Prairie Bible Camp. We're, we're taking a group of people down. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be, I believe, grades 3rd thir- through 5th. If you're going in the 3rd grade or if you're still in the 5th grade or you're going to the 6th, you're invited to come that week as well. But we're going to be getting together. We're going to be looking at everything that has breath. Praise the Lord is what we're going to be looking at for the week. Uh, we had a counselor's meeting, went through the counselor's handbook on Wednesday, and some of you weren't able to make that meeting. We're getting together at Arby's tomorrow night at 6.30. Meet me at Arby's in Bethalto. I almost said Applebee's. That would be nice, wouldn't it? But we're going to be at Arby's, okay? At, at there in Bethalto at 6.30 if you want to join us. We're going to be going through our counselor's handbook. Today is Mother's Day, and again, I want to wish all you mothers, you know, happy Mother's Day. Good to be uh Good to be together on a Sunday morning, you know, and um, glad you could be with us. Uh, we're t- talking a little bit today about how to love your mom. There's all kinds of things about moms. Uh, a teacher one time was, uh, you read all these stories. A teacher one time was studying uh, magnets with her, with her students and, and got them all prepared and made sure they understand what magnets do and everything. And so then it came the end of the week. It was time for a test. And so she said, uh, she all, all she had on one, when she's covering the magnet, she had, uh, this word starts with an M, and it picks up a lot of things. And the kids, 50% of them put mothers. They put mothers instead of magnets. I don't, thought that was interesting. A six-year-old and a four-year-old uh, got together, and they were going to do something special for their, their mom on Mother's Day. So they went uh, and got a, they were going to spend their own money. Uh, and the mother was so proud. I thought that was so cute. They were going to spend their own money. Took their money, went down to the flower shop, got a plant, and brought it to their mother on Mother's Day. And Cynthia said, Mom, we're sorry. You know, this is the best we could do. This is all we had. We got you this plant. We, and the four-year-old goes, oh, yeah, we saw this beautiful flower arrangement. It said, rest in peace on it. And we thought of you because you're always talking about you want some peace and quiet and you could use some rest. And we thought that would work. I love uh, e-cards and different things I find on the Internet. And Let me show you what I found this morning. See, look at this one. I hope a mediocre Mother's Day brunch can help neg- negate 364 days of smug ingratitude. Ouch. Oh, here's a good one. Happy Mother's Day to someone who cared for me for nine months physically and for 29 years financially. I just thought this was funny. This is Batman. Batman begins to regret giving his mom a bat signal. And his mother's got the bat signal on and says, the garbage disposal is making that funny noise again. Yeah, I like this one. Mothers, even when they're wrong, they're right. Now I thought, here's a nice little, 
Here's a Mother's Day card. I don't know if you can quite make it out. It says, thank you, Mom, for being wonderful, caring, and not making your meatloaf anymore. I thought that was... <laughs> I could have wrote that to my mom. She knows that's true. You know, so... But, you know, it's... Uh, Mother's Day, you know, preachers, uh, you go online, type in sermon, Mother's Day sermons or whatever, you're going to get thousands of different Mother's Day sermons, and preachers knock themselves out trying to figure out what they're going to talk about on Mother's Day. And it's because that a lot of times Mother's Day isn't always funny, it isn't always pleasant. For some of us, Mother's Day can be kind of a tough time, you know. And it can be for different, a host of different reasons. But uh, yet it is. it should be a day we should celebrate because... If without moms, none of us would be here. And the Bible celebrates mothers. In fact, uh, God's love is compared to mothers. There's a passage that uh, I found, I was looking for just before the sermon, and it's found in the book of Isaiah. And it says, Will a mother forget the child that she bore? Even if she were to forget the child she bore, I will never forget you says the Lord. And the Lord's wanting you to know that uh, there is this motherly side, this, this, this lo- the loving mother side of him that's, well, it's priceless. And so we get to have a mother to remind us of that kind of love, even the ones that aren't perfect. They used to hold us and take care of us and worry all the time. I talked to my mother this week and just asked her, how often did you worry about me and Danny and Mike and and she said, all the time. All the time? All the time. I don't worry as much. I worry about one of you. I go, and what do you worry about? <laughs> well, I just worry about one of you now. Because two of you love the Lord. And so, um, today I just want to talk a little bit about how to love your mom. Uh, I, I, did, I, I, found a, I, did a, I did a lesson years ago on how to love your dad. And I always wanted to talk about mom sometime, and that's what I want to do today. I know you got plans, you're busy, and I'll try not to be long today. Really, we'll try not to be long today. Um, you know, Jesus one time uh, has a moment with his mom. It's not a moment that you probably would expect it to be. Usually those special moments are happening when you're playing together, you know, with your children, or you're on the phone, or you're watching some sunset or sunrise. You'd expect a moment happens you know, with your parents, your mom, your dad. But uh, this is an interesting moment because Jesus, Jesus is on the cross. And while he's on the cross carrying the sins of all of mankind and is about to die, he sees his mother there. And where would you expect mom to be? She ought to be close by, especially the mother of the Son of God. And notice it says in verse 26 there, when Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved, and that's John, by the way, so standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. He says to Mary, look, I know you're losing a son today, but I want to give you one of my disciples to take care of. I want you to be a mom to him because I'm real close to him and I know he needs you. Like you've provided for me, I want you to provide for him. And then he says to the disciple, to John, here is your mother. And look what it says, from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. John took care of Mary for the rest of her life. And, you know, I, I, I read something like that, and I, I just can't help but, but think about Jesus Christ at a moment where he really, you would think he'd be justified to think of himself, thinks of, of his mom. He wants to make sure she's took care of. 
and He loves her from the cross. What an example for us to love our mothers. And I don't know what you're going through, but I think the cross is a pretty tough time for Jesus Christ, and yet He would find a way to love His mom. And I don't know what you're going through this morning. What a challenge, huh? Whatever you're going through this morning, whatever has happened to you this morning, if your mother's alive, if you're if you, if you able to speak to your mother and able to see her today, oh my gosh, you have a such a blessing. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. Now I want to talk about that a little bit, about, you know, how do I love my mom? What are some things? And this is not exhaustive. This is not an exhaustive list. I've come up with six ways to love your mom. Let's go through them. The first way I can love my mom is I can love my mother with my lips. So, I don't know of any more powerful words in all the English language than three. I love you. It's, just a, it's an amazing game changer. Kid can be in trouble, about to get a whooping, and you hear, I love you. It changes stuff. You know, and a mother, you look somebody in the eye and you tell them, I love you. That's a big game changer. This week, you know, Matthew, my son, graduated and Brian graduated. And it was such an exciting, yeah, it was exciting. You know, they're going into nursing and Nathan's already got a job interview. Be praying that he gets this job. It's going to be in the ED department, not ER. They don't call it ER. It's the emergency department at DePaul. Right? He's going to have a face-to-face interview now, and and, I, and be praying that he gets this job. You know, I, uh, Matthew is cool under fire. This guy has got like he's just steady under fire. And I cut my finger wide open one time. He goes, "Dad, calm down. Everything's going to be okay." And I go, "I'm calm." No, you're not. Calm down. Keep it elevated. And he got me through that ordeal. So, but uh, you know, they're graduating and they move the tassel. And you know, what is that? What is it? What's it mean when they move the tassel? Anybody know? It means you're moving from one season in life to another. And when he moved the tassel, I could see myself moving from one season to another. A season of giving money, money, money to, you're on your own, praise God! You know? <laughs> but I was happy for him, you know. I was excited for me too, okay. But I'm watching, but I'm watching out. The grandkids are coming. They didn't tell you this. They come around behind. No, but but uh, I'm watching Denise, and she's so quiet. And I'm watching her go from one season to another as well. And in fact, I just noticed a lot of moms this this past week weekend going through moments. But I remember when I was sitting with uh, with Matthew, I just looked him in the eye. I don't even know. I was proud of him. Very grateful to God for him. And I watched his face, and his face, his eyes lit up. His face began to change. When's the last time you looked at your mother square in the eye and said, hey, I want you to know something. I love you. Or the last time you ever looked at your mother square in the eye and said, I'm sorry. Or, dare we say it, you were right. You'd be surprised what words do. It's, for many people, it's the number one love language to hear someone say to them, you matter. And I would just encourage you to do that, to, to, to talk to your mother and, and to say to her face to face, eyeball to eyeball, I love you. If you've got that ability, you've got that chance to do that, take advantage of that while you have the time. 
Here's a, is there a Bible passage? I can't remember. Yes, look at this. Don't curse your father or fail to bless your mother. You believe that? The Bible says, and by the way, he's talking about curse and bless. He's talking in the area of the way we talk. And he says, man, don't curse your dad. And don't fail to bless your mother. He singles it out. Don't fail to tell her. Don't fail to, to let her know how you feel about her. It, it matters. In fact, I've, there's another passage of Proverbs that says that a person that curses his mother and father may his candle be snuffed out and be in total darkness. I mean, God's that serious about how, you, how we treat our mom. Now, that's other passage. Go ahead, Pat. It's okay. Now, look at this. Children, it says, uh, Paul said this, Honor your father and mo- mother, which is the first commandment. It's a big one. Starts the Ten Commandments off, I guess, or as part of the Ten Commandments, with a promise. And what is that? So that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on this earth. You want to give yourself, your mother something special? Say something special to her. Tell her that you love her. And watch, watch her, her beam with excitement. There's another, there's another, um, another way we can, we can also uh, express our love, and that's with our ears. I can love my mom with my ears. Now, I, you know, I, I can wiggle my ears. I used to make my mom laugh with my... But I'm not talking about that this morning. I'm talking about just listening. Just listening. You know, I... I um, there's such, such power in listening. Sometimes listening to somebody says, I love you louder than saying it. You ever thought about that? Why is that? Because when you're listening to someone, you're not interrupting them, and you're listening to them, they feel affirmed and valued, like they matter. And what I've learned over the years, this is especially true as they, you and they get older. Look at the Bible says here. This is James. It says here, My dear brothers and sisters, always be more willing to listen than to speak. Keep control of your anger. And I know he's talking about each other, but I wonder sometimes if that's the truth with our mothers. Guys, I listen to sometimes the way children talk to their mothers. I was at church camp last year, and I'm watching these three kids giving their mother the business. Oh, mom! Oh, mom! Oh, brother! And the eye rolls. And I'd gotten fed up with it. And I just lay into them. What are you doing talking to your mom like that? What? And even the mom was going, huh? I guess you shouldn't be talking to you like that. Get away. Go play. And, then, and I remember the mom saying to me, thanks for saying something to him. That, that really, I said, well, they shouldn't be talking to you like that. But I've also, and I just wonder sometimes if James kind of with a smile was going, you know, this will come in handy to a Mother's Day sermon someday. So always be willing to listen and more than speaking, because sometimes listening to your mother is so, so important. I, and I'll tell you, especially, especially if they're a Christian, if they're a disciple, man, you ought to listen to them. There's an old Spanish proverb that goes like this that says, it says something like, uh, an ounce of mother is worth a ton of priests. And I think that's true. That's true. That makes sense. A mother's wisdom is amazing. They spend more time, they have spent and will spend more time with you than most folk. They know how you tick. And if you've got somebody that understands you like that and then also loves the Lord, oh my goodness, what a combination you now have. 
in this person, this special gift from God. There was a, years ago, somebody asked the question, who are the ten most important people that have ever existed in the world? And a, a quick answer came back, we don't know their names. What do you mean we don't know their names? And they started shouting these different people. No, no, no. That, that's not the famous person. The famous person that you really are after when you see somebody that's famous in the world is the mother that raised them. And we don't know their names. And I don't know... It, I want to say this to you this morning. It may not, I don't know if necessarily your, you know, your mom may not be the greatest Christian person in the world, but you ought to still listen to her. You should. Consider what she has to say. But especially if she's a Christian. Look at, look at the, what the Bible says here. Uh, it says here, My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. I don't know of anybody that, again, that understands you more or understands their children more than mom. How do you do it, moms? You can tell by the way your baby cries if it's hungry sold itself, angry, scared. And all of us guys do is go, baby's crying. That's all we got. Something bad's coming from that room, making my eardrum. It doesn't register in the guy. It registers in the mom. Thomas Edison, uh, when he was a kid, was going to school, and he gets a, there's a note sent home with him from a teacher at school, and it simply said, your, no one understands your son. We don't understand your son. We don't know what to do with him. And she wrote a le- fired a letter right back and said, you're correct. You don't understand my son. Therefore, he will not be coming to school anymore. I'll teach him myself. We should not forsake your mother's teaching. You know, mom teaches stuff that school can't cover. Look at this other proverb. It says, The things of King Lemuel, an oracle his mother taught him. Now, I've always... You remember Proverbs 31? What's Proverbs 31 about? The most intimidating woman in the, that's ever existed. Right? Woman of noble birth. She does all these cool things. She's the Mary Poppins of the Bible. Practically perfect in every way. If you've ever read it, especially if you're female, you read it and you go, Oh my goodness, I can't measure up to this. And if you're a guy, you're thinking, who's like that? It's like impossible. It's, just, it's so intimidating. Yet notice, it's, this is not King Lemuel's thoughts. This is what his mother taught him. This is from his mom. And it got in the Bible. The teachings of a, of a godly mother are priceless. And we should listen to them. We should listen to them. Let me encourage you to do that. When you do, you communicate with your ears that they matter and they count. By the way, before I leave this little point, I know a lot of older kids in their 50s that treat their mothers pretty poorly. They talk to them like they're insane or stupid or incapable. Getting awful quiet, Danny. I remember one time I looked off to my mom. I said, Mom, and I called her my opponent because I've been reading a lot of debates. She goes, Listen to me real clear, son. I am not your opponent. I am your mother. And I immediately went, Yes, ma'am. 
And I just want to encourage you, if you've got a mother that's older, especially, listen, guys, especially if they're older, they need to know what they say matters. I watched my, I'm watching my, my wife. My children are growing up. And when the tassel gets moved, the season changes for Matthew and Brian. The seasons change for Nathan and Nicole as they're, you know, as, as they've been married several years now. And, and, and I'm noticing that they're not needing mom's guidance as much as they used to. You don't think Denise notices that? Let me tell you, moms, you know what I'm talking about. You used to be the caregiver. And as you've gotten older, well, they seem to be able to do it by themselves now. Less and less. And it's what a tough transition. People call it empty nests. Can I tell you, as children of our older mothers, they need our respect. We may not agree with them, but they, they deserve our respect. And we need to listen to them. They still have things to give us. Here's another way. I, I think that's enough. Okay, I've got to hurry now because I said it's going to be short. Okay. It's funny. Someone said, how come Mother's Day we talk about how to love your mom, but on Father's Day we say, you're a crummy dad. I don't know. It happens. Let's go on. <laughs> it's the truth. I don't know what to believe. Look at this third, a third, a third way you can love your mom, and that's by loving the Lord. By loving the Lord. You know, when you make a commitment and you follow Christ, you're seeking God and you're loving the Lord. Let me tell you, that thrills I know there's exceptions, but it thrills mom to see that you're seeking God. Because as you get out of their control, they get worried more about you. And so it's refreshing. Yeah, there's always a mom here and there that will say, where are you going? What church is that? And they get a little concerned. But it's been my experience that most moms go, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Even women that aren't, even mothers that aren't that committed to God are going, oh, God, thank you. Thank you for getting them to... I don't know how many college students we've had that parents will go, thank you for being around, for providing some help, because I didn't know what was going to happen when, when they went to college. But I'll tell you, if you want to know a way to love your mother, encourage, something that will encourage them is love the Lord. By the way, when you love the Lord, it makes you a better lover of your mother as well. Last Thursday, I was uh, I went to the Alton High uh, band concerts. Is that the spring concert? What they call that? Is that what it's called, James? The spring concert, kind of a thing. You guys have, I think you have one in the winter, or you, yeah. And uh, you know, here I am sitting there, and Morgan is there, my niece, and Ethan is there, and you know, my nephew, and Scott Capagna is over there with his saxophone, just grinning like a possum. Like a possum? Yeah, you have to just look at a possum. I mean, he's just grinning, just having a good time. He's in the zone, you know. You got Madison. Mike Kiffmar's got himself positioned just right where he can see Madison between two students. James is sitting, you know, he's sitting there with his trombone. I'm like, yeah, I played trombone. Yeah, man, trombone. The jazz band comes out and just nails it and kills it. And I'm sitting there going, that's pretty cool. Then they give out awards. I don't know if you know, James got an award. You got an award. Yeah. But it was awesome. We're all sitting there going, Woo, James! Woo, woo, woo! You know? And 
As I'm watching, as my eyes go to Mike a little bit, watching Mike watch his son, then it dawns on me, I wonder what the moms are doing. I look over at Kim, look over at Kathy, Capagna sitting a little bit farther behind us, look over down at my sister-in-law, Stephanie, just looking at what they're doing. They're all like this. You know, just excited. So, and I don't know why we have this problem with this word, but we can, proud, with gratitude, grateful, just beaming. And um, I couldn't help but think, that's the tip of the iceberg when it comes to mothers who see their kids seek and love the Lord on their own. They just go, Wow. I know they're going to be okay. Because see, guys, whether a mom is a pagan, you know, you know, crazy woman, or you know, whatever problem she's got, or she's just practically perfect in every way, whatever the spectrum where this mother sets, I want you to know something. She worries about her children. She wants them to do better than her. She wants them to experience better than her. And I've only I could probably count on one hand how many moms have said to me, I don't want them going to church. Maybe on one hand. If you want to love your mom, love the Lord. Love the Lord. It says here in Proverbs 10, look what it says here. Solomon says, A wise son makes the father glad, but a foolish son is a grief to his mother. I looked at that and I went, first I found this verse because it had the word mother in it, but I noticed the contrast. And I do think he's not saying just a wise son makes the father glad. It makes the mother glad as well. And a foolish son makes the father and the mother grieve as well. But I, don't, I thought to myself, there's wise and foolish together. Isn't that interesting? I know somebody put wise and foolish together one time. His name was Jesus Christ in Matthew 7. And he said there's a wise and a foolish builder. The foolish builder hears God but doesn't listen. And the wise builder listens, just, just, not just hears, but listens and does what it says. And it made all the difference in their life. If you want to, you want to give something to your mother on Mother's Day, let her see you give your heart to Jesus Christ. Let her know that you're you're going to follow God, so she can have some peace. So she can go, wow, God is so good. She'll feel loved by God, and she'll feel loved by you. Got a couple of passages here just to show you real quick here in Luke 2. You know, look how Jesus' mother responded. He's got people are coming up to Mary and saying, He's the Son of God. He's going to make things happen. He's going to change the world. He's an amazing guy. And the Bible says Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And as you go on, Jesus is by himself one time at the temple because Mary and Joseph somehow got confused. You ever left your kid anywhere? I have. I have. And, and so they, they, they got mixed up. Jesus was still at the temple. Mary and Joseph catch up. Hey, where's Jesus? Where's the boy at? I thought you had him. I don't have him. And there was no cell phone. There was no texting. We've we got to go back. And they find him there at the temple at God's house. And you remember, they, they, they're going, what are you doing? You should have been with us. And Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Don't you know, though, Mom, Dad? Come on. I'm supposed to be here. This is what I'm here to do. And look at it says, then, then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. What a kid. He listened and he obeyed them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. She said, going, wow. 
he's trying to obey God and listening, and he's, he's, he's also obeying me. And his relationship with God is making a better relationship with me. And she's treasuring. And by the way, it doesn't mean she's pondering like, oh, this is a nice thought. She treasures these moments in her life and goes, wow, God, you've, you've blessed me. It, his, Jesus pointed Mary to the love of God. And the best thing you could do for your mom, I don't know if you're caught up in something, is to say, you know what, I'm going to quit. I'm going to change. I'm going to start turning to the Lord. And it will encourage your mother with God's love. Number four, I love my mom by forgiving her. You want to love your mom? Forgive her. Moms aren't perfect. Moms aren't perfect. Moms make mistakes. Moms, how do I know that? Because dads aren't perfect and dads make mistakes. Now, some of you dads are going, could you just save it for Father's Day? I will. But we all make, we all make mistakes. Kids make mistakes. We all make mistakes. And when that happens, we need forgiveness. And when your mother makes a mistake, she needs some forgiveness. I mean, after all, how many times has she forgiven you? When you stop and think about it, how many times has your mother forgiven you? All right? Mom forgives us all the time. Some of the dumbest things we've done. I think about times my mother has forgiven me. Being an idiot as a teenager. In fact, I think most of the forgiving that happens a mom toward her kids between the ages of 13 and 19. I think those are the... We really wear her out. It says in Colossians 3, to forgive one another as the Lord has forgiven you. See that? Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Now he's talking about, well, church members. He's talking about family members. Forgive one another. Sometimes we need that. I, a lot of you know this story. You know, my mother and I, we're very close. When I was a young man, young kid, I don't know what other kids did with their moms. My mom prayed with me. We studied the Bible together. When I was 16, while all my friends had got their driver's license and they're cruising up and down Main Street and getting into mischief, you know where I'm at? I'm in a basement of our home, sitting with my mother at a piano, and we're singing church songs. That's weird. I loved it. I loved it. My, my favorite, one of my favorite songs is In the Garden. And when my grandmother would come over and visit, and she'd be down there too, here I am sitting in the middle of these two women. And they're going to town on the piano, and we're singing church songs. What am I trying to tell you? I owe my mother for being a Christian. We went to church together. Never missed. Then I met Denise. And she opened my Bible up and began to show me some scriptures my mother somehow forgot to show me. We began to look at those. 
I begin to study and I begin to get, come to a conclusion. There's some things here I didn't realize. And I begin to talk to my mother about it. After all, she's one of my confidants. So we're talking and she's not liking what she's seeing and hearing one bit. Who's this woman coming in and messing up my son, you know? And she's trying to get me to look at the Bible. See, that's one of those I can count on a finger, see? My mother, my mother and I, our relationship began to strain. I would come to the conclusion that though I went to church every Sunday, I was not a Christian. And I'd make that commitment. And I'd start going to church somewhere else. And my mother was heartbroken. She didn't speak to me for several months. I was trying to figure out how could I get her to listen to what I found. Because what I found is good news. And I worked for 20 years praying, studying, and getting ready for the moment when she'd finally say, okay, show me what you got. And I got that moment. And we sat there and studied, and she saw it. What is it, Tim? I, it was it. She saw it and went, okay, I need to do something. So she was baptized. Started attending church here, became a leader in this church, worked with a lot of women in this church, became a zone leader in this church. And then her only sister, my Aunt Mary Alice, passed away. She had cancer. And my mother went down to take care of her. And while they're together, my Aunt Mary Alice says to her, Sis, they're nine years apart. They're nine years apart. My mother's nine years younger than my Aunt Mary Alice. And she says, if you're going to live, you better get on with it. And my mother, after... Uh, guys, I don't completely understand all this that happens, okay? When someone dies, our judgment just gets all screwy, doesn't it? Have you know, you know anybody like that? Maybe you've experienced that. Where someone close to you dies... And you begin to make these crazy decisions or you start considering things you've never considered before. I don't know. I, I, we, we'll talk someday about that. What do you do when someone dies? But I'll tell you, man, you get all mixed up. And my mother was getting all mixed up. And she began to talk about things and think about doing some things that I did not agree with. And we'd be together and talking about this stuff and working through it. And all of a sudden, our relationship gets strained again. Now it's strained again. And she goes, Tim, and she makes a decision. I'm going to remarry, and I'm moving to Arizona. And that's a short version. I am devastated. And I'm angry. And I'm bitter. We don't speak to one another. Some of you know what I'm talking You know that? You knew that, right? You were going, Tim, how's your mother? And I go, I don't know. Well, she's on Facebook. Oh, that's nice. Some of you would talk to my mom. How's Tim doing? And what used to be praying together, studying the Bible together, singing together, we're not even talking. I don't think I'm the only person that has moments like this with their mother. Like this. I know we have, you may have even a worse story. Okay? But I'm, I'm in Bone Gap visiting Denise's mom on Mother's Day in Bone Gap, okay? And I'm up early, and I've got Channel 7 on, Channel 14. And guess who's on TV? It's Charles Stanley from In Touch Ministries. 
and he's talking about how to love your mother. And he speaks in such a nice, quiet, kind, baritone voice. And that sermon, by the way, is online. And some of the points I have are from that sermon because it shook me up. And you need to love her with, you know, tell her, be affectionate, be tender. He's 70-some years old. His mother's 90-some years old. And she's still alive. And he's saying, oh, my mother needs help. I serve her. I help her. Saying all this stuff. And then he goes, and if you want to love your mother, forgive her. And I went, huh? Forgive her. And that's when the Holy Spirit was really getting a hold of me and just beating the crap out of me there. And I'm looking at this going, but wait a minute, Charles, you don't understand. <laughs> and it's almost like Jesus going, uh, he's not talking to you. <laughs> I am. So address it to me. But Jesus... Okay. <laughs> I don't get my phone... And I mean, I'm convicted. I get my phone and I start texting her. Oh, why did you text her, Tim? Coward. Well, no, I'm not a coward. It's, she's, it's 7 o'clock in the morning in Bone Gap. It's 5 o'clock in the morning in Sarah Vista, Arizona. She's not up yet. So I text. And I send a text like the text I used to send to her. Mom, I wouldn't be where I am without you. It's Mother's Day morning. Mom... You know, I know we have our differences, but that doesn't change my love for you. Mom, I think everything's going to be okay. Mom, blah, blah, you know, I, and I, that's enough to tell you. I, I told her a lot, okay? And then I call her later after church is over, you know, and we go out with Norma and Bob, and then we, I, I call her, and it's like, ring, 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 ring. Click. <laughs> I go, Mom, what's wrong? Everything okay? Everything's wonderful. I read your text. And what is she experiencing? Tim's love or God's love? Both. Both. Now, are we all... You know, everything hunky dory and wonderful. You know, we're still there's still some some stuff we're working out, but it's so much better because I just started forgiving her. And I know some of you here, and I'm really scared for you. Not scared of you. I'm scared for you because I know some of you here have some moms you haven't forgiven, and you're, it's, that's very tough to ask. It's very tough. To, to say, you're going to tell me I need to... My mother didn't take care of me. My mother, blah, blah, blah. My mother, blah, blah, blah. You know, I was raised by a stepmom. I'm just... Listen. So, guys, the person who raised you is not a perfect person. And they need some forgiveness. And what I'm afraid for you is if you don't, if you don't forgive, you're going to be eaten up with bitterness. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. How many times has God forgiven you? I've lost count how many times he's forgiven me. How many times has my mom forgiven me? Oh my goodness, some of the things I've done. And she's willing to forgive me? Can't I, can't I extend the same to her? When you do, 
You love your mom. You express it. Number five, I love my mom by serving her. Is there something your mom needs you to do? Especially as, listen, especially as she gets older, she needs to be took care of. She needs your help. The Bible says here that we're not just to love with words, but with action and true caring. What's he saying? Serve. Not just each other, but also our mother. I mean, what do you, can you think of something that you need to do for her to make her life a little easier? Look what it says here. 1 Timothy 5. Paul's talking to Timothy. He says, make sure you say this, Tim, to the church. And look what he says. Take care of the widows who are truly widows. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to do their duty to their own family and to repay their parents or grandparents. That pleases God. Pleases God when you take care of your mom or your grandmom. Or as in our case, Bobo is our grand, grandma. Serve them. Is there something you could do to serve them? I mean, I, I know that card was funny. This mediocre brunch is going to make up for the 300, other 364 days that you know I was neglecting you, basically. Well, how about, how about dedicating some time thinking about how you can serve your mom? Number six. I love my mom by loving the rest of the kids. <laughs> what do you mean her kids uh, your brothers and sisters the other ones she had how about loving them why I don't know what it is guys but there's something about when you love I had a parent say this to me one time she said if you get my kids you get me always didn't like that didn't like that statement but it's true it's true isn't it when you get some, your mom's kids, guess what happens? You get them too. Why is that? I mean, I noticed this in marriage. You know, I'll say to Denise, you know, I'll be playing, I, when I was, the kids were younger, I'm playing with the boys. She goes, just grinning. I go, what's going on? I don't know. I just, hell is right with the world right now. And I go, how is that? I don't know. You're playing with the kids. I'm like, well, you're loving the kids, Tim. Look, when you love, when you love my kids... It's like you're loving me because the kids are from me. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't never thought of that like that. And there's nothing. And, I, and by the way, I, this was a point I made in the, in the Father's Day lesson. And I had a, a daughter come up to me saying, I can't stand you right now. I said, what's that? She was kind of being funny with it. Because you're telling me that my dad is not happy. And doesn't feel love because I'm not speaking to one of my brothers. And I go, that's true. And the father came up and confirmed it. There's a moment on Father's Day, huh? And there's nothing. I don't. I don't know what it is, but you know, I remember one time Mike and I, my older brother and I, we were young. We we're in our twenties, and we got into an argument, and, and it was on Thanksgiving. Why do we always wait for the holidays to do this stuff? And we're getting into it, and my mom gets in between us in tears. Stop it! Stop it! Why is she doing? Why is that? What's upsetting her? It's upsetting when you see your siblings fighting. And when you love, and by the way, my brother and I, my older brother and I, we love each other dearly now. 
And so, and my, it's funny, my younger brother and I fought like cats and dogs all of our life, all of our young life, right? And it just drove mom and dad up the wall. It got to where if I said, hey, how you doing, Danny? Pow, I got slapped. I go, what happened? Stop arguing. We won't argue. Pow, don't talk back to me. Man, the reputation was just so bad. But there's just something about when you love the rest of her kids, she feels loved. I'm afraid, I'm afraid some mothers are going to have to wait until their funeral to see their family together. I've done them. I've done funerals where the, the kids finally come together and are going to talk to them in a civil way because their mom is dead. And I have to say something like this. At least I feel pressure to say, oh, your mother is so happy now. But I don't know if she's happy or not. When you look at her in that casket, she doesn't seem to be grinning or laughing. When she could have been grinning and laughing before that. And so I say to you, my father's gone. My father died years ago, but my mother's still alive. And I'll tell you what, it, it upsets her when she finds out we're arguing or fighting. And she puts, gets us in line. Because when you love other kids, you know, the, her other kids, it just makes her feel so loved because it's, it, it's hers. Those are hers. Maybe you need to make that adjustment this Mother's Day. Greatest, greatest gift, greatest treasure, greatest gift you could give your mother this, this Mother's Day is to forgive a brother or a sister or get along with them or start speaking to them again. And by the way, I know that's possible because my brother, older brother and I weren't speaking to one another at one time. He'll be here in a couple of weeks. We're going to go out and celebrate his, his birthday. Let me show you this passage and we'll be through here. Okay? Look at this prayer. This is the prayer of the one writing the Proverbs. It simply says, May your father and mother be glad. And then he singles out mom. May she who gave you birth rejoice. And that's my prayer for you all here this morning. May your mother today find gladness, but may she be able to rejoice because, because of you. never too late to make her glad. Maybe it's simply, I just need to make a commitment to follow Jesus Christ. I need to make a commitment to seek the Lord. I need to make a commitment to listen and grow. I need to make a commitment to say I love you, to serve her, to listen to her, to appreciate her, to respect her. I just want you to know it's God's desire you make your mother able to rejoice. Can she this morning? Will she? Will she tomorrow? You have a card in your bulletin. And that communication card gives you a chance to write out a prayer request or 
make a comment or make a decision. And I hope you'll take advantage of that. We're going to sing a song and give you an opportunity to do that. And then we're going to sing another song, take up those cards along with our contribution. And then you're going to be turned loose to go wherever and have, you know, spend some time with your mom, maybe call her, maybe get to eat with her. Man, if you get to eat with her today, you're lucky. <laughs> 